My heart extols the Lord, blesses his name forever. He has won my heart, captured my mind, and has bound them together. He has defeated me in my rebellion, conquered me in my sin. He has welcomed me into his presence, completely invited me in. He has made himself the object of my sight, flooding me with mercies in the morning, drowning me with grace in the night. But if there are words for him, then I don't have them. But what I do have is good news. God knew that man-made words would never do. For words are just tools that we use to point to the truth. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, as the word, living proof. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, giving nothingness formation. And by his word he sustains in the power of his name. For he is before all things and above all things. He reigns. Holy is his name. So praise him for his life, the way he persevered in strife. The humble son of God becoming the perfect sacrifice. Praise him for his death, that he willingly stood in our place, that he lovingly endured the grave, that he battled our enemy, and on the third day rose again in victory. He is everything that was promised. Praise him as the risen king. Amen. Uh, I didn't write that poem. It's, it was written by Isaac Wimberly, but uh, I thought it was fitting for today. But folks, Jesus is no longer that cursed man on the cross. As you can see, that cross is empty, right? He's no longer that man in the tomb, but he's risen. He's king. And we weep because of what he suffered on that cross. Because he's not, died. He's not dead. He, he's alive, folks. But we weep because of what he's done for us and what he went through for us. But we rejoice because he's the king. Revelation 19.6 says, And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's not something that he, um, you know, put on himself. This is something that the Father, God, has written on his thigh, on his robe. This man is the king of kings. The only one qualified to be king. And the only one that qualifies a king is God. And God has set him as king of all the earth, over heaven and earth. <clears throat> the Bible says that all authority has been given to him on earth and in heaven. And guess what, guess what folks? He doesn't share his throne with anybody else or anything else. There's only one that could sit on that throne. So my question to you tonight is, who sits on the throne or what sits on the throne of your heart? Who or what is king over your life? Because everyone has a king. We, we, all, we all have somebody that rules over us or something that rules over us. Some, sometimes it's your girlfriend. Sometimes it's drugs. Sometimes it's alcohol. Sometimes it's simple things, like a friend. Sometimes you're the one sitting on the throne of your heart. You're king. You've declared that, hey, I'm in charge of my life. I determine what happens. There is no God. I do whatever I want. But I'm here to tell you, folks, that Jesus sits on the throne. And he defeated all kings when he died and rose again. And he now sits at the right hand of God. And what's amazing to me is that he's sitting on that throne, man. He's, he's in his kingdom. But he's praying for us. He's thinking about us. And he desires relationship with each and every one of you. He wants to intimately know each and every one of you. 
How many kings you know want to know everybody in their kingdom? They'd go crazy. They wouldn't be able to, right? But this king wants a personal relationship with each and every person in all the world. He knows everything about you. I guarantee you, you could look for a king all the days of your life, and you'll never find a king like this one. No other king I know dies for his people. They send pawns, right? They send soldiers to die for them. They don't go out to battle. They stay cozy on their thrones. But this king says, no, 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 no. I'm going to die for the people. Each and every person, I'll take care of it. So again, whoever that king is, Jesus already defeated them. So you might as well just dethrone that king that's on your heart. It says in Revelation 17, 14, it says, These will make war with the Lamb, Jesus, and the Lamb will overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords and kings, King of kings, and those who are with him are called, chosen and faithful. They're going to make th these kings in, your, in our lives, right? They make war with, with, with Jesus, right? But Jesus says, I've overcome them. So all I have to say is, listen, I mean, don't waste time, right? Don't waste, don't waste time trying to, to have this battle because it's inevitable. Jesus always wins. We have a king that never loses, folks. He's undefeated. So what sets him apart from all the other kings that rule over us? For one, like I mentioned, he's the only one that dies for the, the only king that dies for his people. And other kings, they failed us. And, you know, we could interchange the word king with president or um, queen, whatever you want to, you know, put there. But how many times has the president failed you? How many times has different kings failed you? over history, right? Jesus never fails. It's impossible. It's literally impossible for him to fail. It's not in his nature. If he did fail, then he wouldn't be who he is, right? So what makes him greater than all the other kings? His power is limitless. He could do anything he wants. The cool thing is, is that he doesn't do just anything he wants, right? He allows us to have free will. And some may say, hey, why didn't God just force us to serve him? Why didn't he just force us to love him? Why did he give us free will? Look at all the things that are going on in this world. But my answer to you folks is because he wants you to choose to love him. Because love that's forced is not genuine. Right? I'm not forced to love my wife, right? I choose to love her. And I got to choose to love her every day. Because one day I could wake up and say, hey, I don't want to love you today. And I could walk away. But every day I wake up, I have to choose to love my wife. I have to choose to love Jesus. That's the beauty of free will. What else, what else makes him greater than all other kings? His kingdom is everlasting. Every other kingdom is going to fail at some point. Every king, his reign ends at some point, right? This king never fails. King ne kingdom never ends. It goes on and on for eternity. It's everlasting. Uh, this is my second point here on, on your card is Jesus is a personable, reliable, and approachable king. Jesus is a personable, reliable, and approachable king. It says in Hebrews 4, 14 to 16, Seeing then that we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So we have this king that has suffered things that we have suffered. 
He was tempted like we were tempted. Right? He went through the tough things that you guys name it. He was tempted at some point with those things, right? But without sin. That's what separates him from every other king. And then it says he sympathizes with our weaknesses. He knows what you're going through, folks. He knows what it's like. He cares. He sees your situation. And he wants to become a part of it. Because when you have Jesus in your life, it changes things, man. Things are never the same. It can't be the same. Because once you get a hold of him, once you get a hold of his love, it changes your life. Verse 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. You can come boldly before his throne. How many other kings can you walk up to their throne like you own the place? No, you do that, you get killed. They got security guards, right? They got secret service. How many of you all have met President Obama and shook his hand, let alone have a conversation with him, right? You can come boldly before the throne of grace, boldly before the throne of Jesus, and that, to me, is amazing. Because if you look at, um, in Esther, uh, back in those days, so Esther was, you know, she was close to the king, and um, Mordecai was telling her, hey, you know, we got to save these people, you know, Israel, and he said, you got to talk to the king. And um, in, in Esther 4.11, it says, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law, put all to death, except the one to, to whom the king holds out the golden scepter, that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king, to the king these 30 days. In those days, you had to have permission. The king has to call you. He has to say, I want Esther, I want her to come. And then you, you're okay, you're clear. And if you come before him, the king, and he doesn't hold out that golden scepter, you're dead. That's the law. How many of you are glad that we don't have to deal with this stupid golden scepter stuff and uh, we don't have to ask permission to, to speak to Jesus? We don't have to ask permission to sp- speak to this king? He allows you to just walk right up his, to his throne. And he says, what do you, come as you are. What do you want, sir? What do you want, ma'am? And he, he just loves on you. He just loves on you and that's, that's all he wants to do is just have a relationship with you. Be intimate with you. He's personable, folks. Sympathizes with our weakness. He knows exactly what we went through and what we're going through. He's reliable. Tempted without sin. No other king is as reliable as him. No other king has not sinned. No other king is perfect. And he's approachable. You could come boldly. You could approach him without fear. It's interesting because um, our king didn't come from, he, he wasn't born in a mansion, right? It's the ultimate rags to riches story. He was born in a manger, for folks, in a manger, because there wasn't any room in the motel. So he had to go into the little manger on the side, born with a bunch of animals around him, stinky, ugly. That's, that's the king that we serve. He wants to know what it's like to be like, like us, to be human. He lived homeless. He says, I have no place to rest my head. He had nowhere to live. Just went around, just blessing people, loving people, serving people. How many kings do you know that do that? Just go around and just serve people. No, no, don't serve me. Let me serve you. Let me wash your feet. That's what Jesus does. He suffered persecution on that cross. Hands nailed, feet nailed, crown of thorns on his head, flogged, scourged, beaten, spit on, humiliated, mocked, 
doubted, left to die. He suffered, folks. And it wasn't, it wasn't for fun. He didn't have to do it. But he was thinking of each and every one of you as he was doing it. And I believe that. Don't, don't let anyone ever tell you that, oh, you're just one of six billion people in the world or however many people are in the world. He doesn't know you. He knows every single thing about each and every one of you. He knows you by name. He knows what your parents' nickname, what they call you, whatever that is. My dad used to call me Ookie That's really embarrassing, but Jesus knows that. I've never heard him call me that, and I'm really thankful for that. But, but he knows everything about you. He, the hairs on your head are numbered. Every tear you've ever shed, he has it in a jar. Some of you might say, man, that's a big jar. Right? A lot of crying over the years, right? But he knows you. No other king can compare to that. So why, why submit to the authority of this king? Why trust him? Well, I feel like I've made some good points why you could trust him, but to give you a little bit more, he's proven, proven himself trustworthy over and over. He will never fail you. If you give him control of your life, he will never fail you. He's given you everything you ever need. You never lack with him. He gave his life for you, and that's a pretty good reason, right? He died for you. How can you not love this man that chose to die for you, personally, for you? And he's king of all. He desires a relationship with you. In this kingdom, it's not about how hard you work or how good you are. Every other kingdom, that's what it's about. What's the American dream? Hey, work hard. You'll get, you'll get, you'll get what you want. You just got to work hard. You got to have good morals. You got to be good people. This kingdom, it's not about how hard you work, folks. It's not about how good you are. It's not about how talented you are, how much you've done, all your accolades. He could care less. This kingdom is about how much he loves you. It's not even about how much you love him. It's about he, how much he loves you. That's the, that's the focus. I love you. I love you. And all he wants to do is just love on you and love on you now and for all eternity. All he wants to do is just love on you. That's his only desire. He just wants to love on you and just be with you. No other king compares to that. Kings are too busy. They don't want to spend time with you. They got, President Obama has a lot to do. He doesn't have time for you. And I'm not, you know, I'm not getting political here. I'm just giving you an example of just how it is. Anywhere you go, you don't have full access to, to the king or the president or whoever's in charge of that country. Jesus wants relationship with each and every one of you. He's approachable, folks. Don't wait. Come boldly. Approach him and let him love you. Uh, so Denville's going to come up and he's going to kind of finish up the story, but I want to leave you with these few words. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Awesome.